It's your good pal, Steve-O, from the 4i Radio Network. I'm here to talk to you about a wonderful designer we all know, uh, Revenge Lover. Illustrates and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. And just do yourself a favor and tell them Steve-O sent you. I know it really doesn't count for anything, but, I mean, come on. Who's gonna, who are you going to trust? You gonna trust? You going to trust somebody else? No, you're going to trust me, Steve-O. Because, face it, I'm awesome. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Now there's way too many people viewing it. What's happening? Oh my gosh. <laughs> there's Anonymous Jackal and Anonymous Rhino and Zach. I don't know what this means. Is that Juoger? And I'm sorry, Zach. I know you're super quiet and you probably want to kill me in my sleep. But that's just how I feel. Zach's going to kill me in my sleep. You're entitled to your opinion. Yep, he's ready to kill me. <laughs> but you're wrong and I hate you. <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, 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 it's the Ranger Command Power Hour. It's morphing time! Ha! Today on the Power Hour, Extra Episode 12, Ranger Recap, Power Rangers Dino Charge, recorded on December 20th, 2015. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Some Ranger up with your host, I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as the Cinema Slob. This extra episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey guys, hey. how's it going? Christmas week. Oh, <laughs> God help us all. Still haven't done some of my shopping, so... I haven't either, Ugh. because, yeah, I didn't get my bonus until late, so whatever. And I just wrapped the presents I did get. Yes. Don't tell anybody, but they were just random grabs <laughs> off the shelf, so... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you're listening to this, this is the day after Christmas. So yay, (laughs) Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. So thank you for listening to us. And we are releasing two episodes today. We also have our holiday special, which is a complete skit. It's our last crossover with the guys over at Talkin' Toku. So very excited for that. But this is our extra episode, our last extra episode of the year. And thank you again to all of our Patreon supporters for supporting us in our uh, second year of podcasting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we are going to do a recap on the Power Rangers Dino Charge season. Uh, It ended last Saturday or the Saturday before, whatever. It's all over. Dino Supercharge is coming up in February, so that's going to be awesome. And really, we only have one real news item, and that is that the Power Rangers uh, movie date has been rescheduled from January 2017 to March 23rd, 2017. Hmm. So a couple more months. I guess this was actually the last... Uh, Insurgent movie or whatever, I don't know, the Divergent series, I I really don't keep up with that stuff. Mm. But apparently this was the original date for that movie, and then they moved that movie's date up a couple months as well. What do you guys think about this news? You know what, give them them the time. If they need the time, give it to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this is only good news. I still think Lionsgate knows what they're doing. They've handled multiple teen franchises with multiple movies before. So my thing is, if if it gets a couple more months, that means it's a couple more months for effect shots to be polished, for the editing to be finished. It just gives the movie a little bit more time to give it that extra bit of polish. So mm-hmm. I think it's great. You know, it's not like if we didn't know anything else and they just kept pushing movie dates. Like we know the cast now we know they're going to start filming. It's only a matter of time. I don't feel bad about this news. I, I think mm-hmm. there were some people that were kind of like doom and gloom. Like, Oh, why are they pushing it off again? And it's like, to me, it's like Lionsgate. I think Lionsgate knows what they're doing. Yeah, They don't like, just push movie dates for no reason. So right. Mm-hmm. This is a much better time frame. Because it's out of that January death slot for movies that where they push movies to January that they know that are not going to perform well. 
I mean, mm-hmm. January's kind of like this dead zone for movies. It's always historically been known as that. So mm-hmm. as long as they're getting out of that and this could be a really awesome spring movie, I'm all for that. I think that's yeah. cool. All right, now we're going to get into our main topic, which we're, we're going to kind of do a recap on uh, Power Rangers Dino Charge. Over the course of this year, we have reviewed a lot of the episodes. We really kept up with it until Night After Nights was the last full one that we did, and then we skipped forward uh, when we did our Halloween special and we talked about uh, the Halloween episode. So we're going to go for the rest of the episodes in real quick-fire succession. So episode 13 was Sink or Swim, and that was the episode where the Power Rangers have to get rid of a bomb uh, that one of Sledge's monsters has planted. Ivan and Tyler work together to destroy the monster, and this was kind of like their rivalry episode. Mm-hmm. Any comments about this episode? What did you guys like? What did you think about it? I liked the rivalry between Tyler and, and Ivan that kind of popped up. Yeah. I thought the whole, what was it, his, like, jacket? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, Tyler bought the jacket yeah. first, and, and Shelby was just like, oh, you know, I really thought it just looked good on the mannequin kind of <laughs> a thing. And then Ivan had the same jacket, and there was just this brilliant physical comedy type of thing mm-hmm. where, you know, they both have the jacket, And then there's the muddy entrance to the kids' museum dig that Kendall's, like, super excited about, and which I thought was cute. Yeah. But there's the muddy entrance, and Tyler's playing to Ivan's noble sensibilities. And what's more noble than putting your jacket on the ground for the fair lady to walk across? Of course Ivan is going to do the chivalrous thing. In that instance. And then Tyra's like, all right, let's move it through. Come on, people. And like this whole queue of people are just trashing his jacket. And then Ivan says, oh, well played. Well played, Sir (laughs) Tyler. It was just so classic. I thought it was hilarious. And this was the fart monster. (laughs) And Chip Lynn said a lot of that was ad-libbed. The fart jokes that were put in there. Yeah, it was potty humor, but... I thought it was hilarious. Like, I was laughing so much. It was just so over-the-top ridiculous and with the monster's flatulence and with Wrench really taking charge, too. So I thought it was a fun episode. And it was great because we got original U.S. Zord footage with the Dino Charge Terra formation and that combination scooping up the big bomb. I thought that was hilarious, too. Sledge thinking to enlarge the bomb Mm -hmm. that they were dealing with the growth ray. So I thought that was clever. I thought it was great. And them taking the fight to Sledge's ship for the first time, I thought was pretty interesting too. Yeah. I like that their rivalry, it really was just more jealousy between Tyler thinking that Ivan's going to steal Shelby. And Mm -hmm. there was kind of a jealousy there. But at the same time, Ivan's like, hey, you're the Red Ranger. I can't live up to that. I'm here to help you. So I like that they worked it out pretty quickly. I had no problems with it. The next episode was True Black. Chase mocks Shelby for the pop band, the NZ boys that she wants to see, but they're thrown into action when a monster attack leaves three of the Rangers buried on the ground, namely Tyler, Ivan, and Shelby. Chase uses the new Dino Armor X mode to save the day. So any thoughts about this episode? I didn't like it as much as the others, but mm-hmm. it was still pretty good, especially like where Chase had to like balance his like personality in order to be able to use the new mode successfully. Yeah, I like that aspect too, that he had to learn a lesson about not being such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's cool that the Energems can detect the energies and, like, emotions and stuff of the Rangers. And we'll talk about this in, like, our overall season thoughts. But, again, I don't think they've used that consistently this mm-hmm. season. There's definitely been some points where it's like, well, wait, the Energem should say, no, screw you guys, you're being dicks. <laughs> and when they haven't. I liked it. I just thought it was a little bit off-character for Chase to, like, really dig into Shelby about this band. Mm -hmm. I thought he was really coming across Mm -hmm. as a jerk. That's the problem that I mainly had with this episode. But I love the Dino Armor X mode. I think it was amazing in Kiruger. 
it was mostly original footage here in this episode, which I thought was amazing. It was a great use of the power-up, even though we haven't seen it since, which is a shame. Mm -hmm. For this episode, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, at least the Mm power-up. Next is Rise of a Ranger. Prince Philip finds the graphite energem. However, it doesn't bond with him, despite his best attempts. After many, many tries, he gives the gem over to the rangers, only for them to be attacked by Fury. The Energem finally bonds with him uh, after he saves Chase's sister, and with the Pachyzord, he defeats the giant Vivizord. I love this episode. In fact, I think I love this origin more than what we got with Ivan. Yes. Which they kind of spread over a couple episodes, but we met Prince Philip before, so there was already that precedence, and he already knew the Rangers, so I think going into this episode and his goal ever since that he met the Rangers, his goal was to actually actively look for an Energem, I thought was really cool. And in the first five minutes, he's got it. Like, mm-hmm. his people have finally found it. And I thought it was hilarious. He clears the room out, you know, and he tries to do, like, the morph pose. And it's like, wait, <laughs> why isn't this working? And I love the whole montage where he's just, like, giving money to charity and feeding the homeless. And he's just doing all these grand gestures and also in Amber Beach and for his home country. And just none of it is working. I really liked his relationship with Coda. That I like that Coda is his go-to guy because they bonded in the previous episode where Coda helped him. Mm-hmm. And so I like that they're carrying on that relationship and that he goes to Coda for advice for the Energem first instead of the other Rangers. Mm-hmm. I love the buildup. I thought it was an epic moment when he finally did bond with it. And he really did. He said, hey, look, screw these bodyguards that I have. Chase's sister is in trouble. I'm going to help her. And he like did it without a thought. And I really like that that's... That's why the Energem chose him. And it was just such an epic moment when he first morphed, and it was really great. I loved the fight with the robot that they had. What did you guys think? Yeah, I'm with you. I really liked this introduction of Philip getting his power, bonding with the Energem. The idea of being a hero is more than just doing charitable deeds. I definitely liked it more than the Gold Ranger origin. Like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. it was just probably like 10 times more enjoyable. And Mm. it was just, I like to see Prince Philip's like natural progression into a ranger. It was pretty good. It felt more of like a journey. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got got style too, man. Yeah. yeah. Like his suits and he is on point. You rock as many graphite gray ties as you can (laughs) because it's working for you. I think Jared Blakinson, I think the actor is great. I like his accent that he's using. I really thought it was cool that all the extras they got, like his personal helper, his assistant, even though they were minor characters, even they had their own personalities. It felt like, okay, he's dealing with other adults. Yeah, He's one of the older rangers. He's a prince, and he's got his duties, and in a way, he's running his own foundation, and all those other like world-building touches that I really liked. Yeah. And we got to see it in such a short amount of time with the episode that they had, but it didn't feel rushed to me. And they introduced him sparring with the robot. I thought that was a brilliant move that the enemies turned the robot against him, and he had to destroy his own creation in a way. So I really like that. The suit looks amazing. I like the original fight with all the different concrete sewer tubes and all the plumbing and stuff. I thought it was great, and I like what they worked with. Yeah, this episode did a lot of like world building in such yeah. a short amount of time, and it was really effective. We actually got to see Xander. We got to see his castle. We got to see all of those things, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and we got to meet Chase's family, too, like some of his family. Yeah, they threw in his sister, and I like that they didn't forget that in the rest of the season. And it was a natural way to set things up. Yeah, she's with the rest of the New Zealand kids. Yeah, they're working the New Zealand angle into Dino Charge because, hey, that's <laughs> the country's giving them a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So. yeah. But I thought it was a nice touch. They did the Maori dancing, and I like that they're adding these little cultural things. With the disguise that they do work for a museum, 
a museum would have cultural events like this and and talk about these things. So I like that they're working it into the show and into the setting of the show. Next is, no matter how you slice it, Riley and Coda must work together after a monster breaks the Power Rangers' bonds of friendship. I like the fact that Coda and Riley got to work together. I really didn't like the resolution to the episode. There was all this buildup early on in the episode about talking about friendship bonds and like they were doing trust falls (laughs) and like friendship exercises. (laughs) And then in the end, it just like, okay, we're going to shoot you with our fixie laser thing and everyone's good now. And I thought that was just kind of weak. Riley, of course, he's the one coming up with the plan. I thought it was hilarious to see Riley in a Coda wig and vice versa. (laughs) The visuals were hilarious. I just thought the resolution of, okay, we talked about friendship and bonds all through this episode, but how we're going to solve it is like a technical laser shot. I didn't like that as much. Early in the episode, Keeper said that Coda's bond of friendship is so strong, it's that family level where it's deeper than friendship. And that's why the monster couldn't break Coda's bonds. And I like that he said that, I consider you more than friends, you're my family. I really like that. And I wish that this was more of a Coda focus episode about his family. And maybe he comes up with the solution where maybe he restores their bonds of friendship naturally. And maybe they can overcome the spell like we saw them do in the Bones episode where that wasn't a technical solution. They overcame their fear and regained what they lost from Bones. And I wish yeah. that we saw more of that in this episode. Mm-hmm. That's that's my thoughts. I want to hear what you guys think. I, I would just have to agree with everything you just said. The resolution was a little bit too simple. But I really enjoyed the visual of Coda and Riley swapping style. Right. I won't be able to get that out of my head, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty funny because, like, from the back, you know, they kind of did the one shot. But then when they're in their wigs, it's like, it's completely obvious. Like, that's so fake. (laughs) The Riley wig just cracked me up. You know, those are the same wigs that the Japanese stunt guys use when they're doing their civilian fights. You know, those are the same wigs. (laughs) That was pretty funny. And then the next episode was World Famous in New Zealand. While tracking down Sludge's activities in Auckland, New Zealand, the Power Rangers meet a new ranger. And we're introduced to Albert and his character. We find out that he bonded with the Purple Energem. There are so many great things in this episode. He can hold his own with the rangers. They did that training sequence, and they could barely keep up with him. They were doing the marathon running, and they were all winded. He's just like, oh, yeah, I can do this. And I loved Albert's character. Yeah, I really liked Albert. I thought that was a really fun way to do the elderly ranger character. Because that was Dr. Ushade in Kirusha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked the way that they added the, oh, my back. <laughs> yeah. Because that was from Kirusha, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, in Dr. Ushade's first appearance, he does this really stylish morph, and then he jumps off of a building, and when he lands... You just hear that classic Sentai cracking noise. Of the back. And, yeah. And he's just like, oh, my back. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did a nod to it because that was original footage that Purple was did in this episode with the back. <laughs> so I like that they referenced the Sentai, which I thought was clever. Mm-hmm. As a character, I really liked how Tyler and him bonded over adventuring and exploring and Tyler... Again, talked about his dad, just talking, and they were bonding over it. I thought the bond that Albert and Tyler formed was really nice. There was a visual thing I pointed out to someone. I don't know if it was you guys, but in the episode, the training shirt that Tyler wears, on the bottom, it's purple, and it fades to red. So I like that there was some like visual hinting that he was working with purple, and he had this relationship with Albert. Mm. Albert, as a character, I like that he was real. He's like, listen, these are real monsters. I'm genuinely afraid of this stuff. Yeah. Like, 
I cannot be a ranger. I like that there was that realistic element. Yeah, I I enjoyed that aspect, and I also liked how he used his powers more for like helping people mm-hmm. than fighting things. I thought that was pretty clever. I've always been a little bit curious about that, like if anybody has ever done that, and mm-hmm. now it's happened. So <laughs> it's pretty amazing to know that there is a ranger out there for a year. That was just perfectly content with getting stolen bicycles and cats out of trees. The imagery to me is hilarious. Mm -hmm. He was a local hero. I thought the in-episode reveal, like all the rangers were kind of shocked. And they were like, oh my god, it's a purple ranger. I like that they were kind of expecting him to join the fight with the monsters. They're like, okay, let's do this. (laughs) And they're like, okay, well, we'll take care of it, I guess. And the imagery of the purple ranger just cowering behind a bench is interesting imagery because we've never really had a ranger like that, where it was just like, "Uh, I don't know about fighting monsters, you guys. This is a little bit out of my league. (laughs) But he used his smarts to defeat Ice Age and Stingrage. Uh, Caught myself a couple Bigfoots. Like, (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. And then we find out that Keeper has the ability to unbond people from Energems with his staff, which... I think may come into play in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Continuing the New Zealand arc is episode 18 with Deep Down Under, and the Rangers try to find the Plesiozord before Sledge can destroy it. In this episode, this is a very Shelby-focused episode, which I was very glad for that to happen. And this was with Dr. Runga, and Dr. Runga is the leading expert in New Zealand about plesiosaurs, and I forgot the name of, of what they call the New Zealand legend, but they're like, hey, you're the leading expert here. If we were to find a plesiosaur <laughs> in real life, where would it be? I thought that was kind of funny, but then he gets real sneaky. He steals the footage off Shelby's phone. He thinks it's a real plesiosaur. I thought it was brilliant that Fury interacts with Dr. Runga and actually threatens him and is like, hey, I can make you famous, just I'm going to destroy the Zord. So I really like the conflict of interest that Dr. Runga had. I did like the resolution that he came around to his senses. I didn't think it was acted as well as it could have been, but overall I liked Dr. Runga's character. Yeah, I think it was interesting that we had a human character willingly side with a villain for greed reasons. I can't remember. It's been a while since we've had a side character do that. And initially at first, yeah, I'm going to be famous. This is a dinosaur. Yay. It's a living dinosaur. (laughs) As odd as it sounds, it kind of feels hearkening back to like MMPR and Zeo, where the villains are interacting more with human characters. I like that. Yeah. Kind of like when Goldar and Rito were interacting with Bulk and Skull. Like, it kind of reminded me of that type of stuff. Like, the villains are kind of interacting with these human side characters. I thought it was pretty interesting. And I like that Dr. Runga knew what a Power Ranger was. He's like, wait, only Power Rangers use Zords. Like, what? (laughs) And I love that we finally, after years of just dumb civilians in Megaforce going, are you a superhero? And that kind of stuff. We finally have a character who's a scientist. It might be hip on dinosaurs kind of roaming the planet type of thing. <laughs> I'm like, wait, Power Rangers, Zords, holy crap. Wow, it's an in-universe character that knows what they're talking about. And I thought that was really cool. We haven't had that in such a long time. And it makes me miss the days of world-building the Power Rangers universe. What else does Dr. Runga know? What other teams does he know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love the new CGI for the Plesiozord. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Wishing for a Hero, episode 19. The Rangers try to find a hero to bond to the Purple Energem, while Sledge releases a new villain to trick the Rangers. The monster makes their wishes come true with disastrous consequences. And this was the episode with Heckle. We're introduced to Heckle, and Sledge uses him because he looks human. Earlier in the episode, the Rangers have the Purple Energem, and they're trying to force Bond an Energem. They're trying to set up a situation where Kendall's in danger, and someone's going to help her, 
That was the part I didn't like. They should know that that tactic would not work to bond an Energem. I think, if anyone, they should know that setting up a fake situation is not going to impress the Energem. Mm-hmm. Like, by now, I thought that they would have known that. So, yeah. that aspect of it, I did not like. I saw that more as, like, them <laughs> trying to force the situation rather than mm-hmm. the bond. And then, like, eventually someone would come along that the Energem would detect was worthy and, like, genuinely brave right. and all that stuff. But uh, to me, it was like, I think on some level, the danger has to be real. Yeah. Because even all the good deeds that Philip did, it got him nowhere. And it had to be a genuine situation. They did show that anyone that did save Kendall, they kind of had all ulterior motive and maybe they might not have been worthy so i like that they did show that of course none of these guys are worthy i thought it was hilarious the little joke that they pulled when the big muscle dude showed up (laughs) and then coda looked at his own muscle with a sad face even he was totally impressed by this super buff dude I loved Heckle in this episode. I loved his mannerisms. I loved the costume. I think the actor is great. It wasn't the voice that I was expecting. (laughs) I thought that was a little weird, but at least he was consistent with it. I just thought it was funny with everyone's wishes going wrong. Even though it was a hallucination, we got to see Tyler's dad's actor. I like that we're naturally progressing with Tyler and Shelby's relationship. They went on a real date. That's so rare for us to get in Power Rangers nowadays for a long time they kind of shied away mentioning anything except jake pining over gia and we know how much nonsense that made towards the end of the season (laughs) so i like that we saw they really went on their first date and yeah parts of it may have been a disaster but they had a date that was a real thing that happened I really liked it. Again, I think the actor playing Heckle did a great job, too. The idea, of course, of of the wish gone wrong is one of my favorite tropes. So Mm -hmm. getting to see just how each ranger's wish went wrong (laughs) was really fun. In just the most worst ways possible. The whole thing with Coda and his stomach issues, I was like, bro, I feel you. I've been there before. (laughs) It's not pretty. And him next to Riley and just kind of like, oh, I feel horrible. It was just natural. I, I thought was hilarious and ivan hurting his back he saved the damsel but then at the same time he's like okay now clean the grill and that was so hilarious and at the end of the episode the bad guys have the energem sledge has the purple energem and he powers his cannon and him and heckle have that standoff and then he shoots him back into the cell and heckle's like hey you haven't seen the last of me ha 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 at the same time, the Rangers are like, crap, Sledge has an Energem. We have to think of something. We have to take the fight to them. So I thought that was great. And it sets up the season finale, one more Energem. So with two Energems in Sledge's possession, the Rangers and Kendall must take the fight to his ship in order to save the world. It was great because the setup of the episode where they're like, okay, we're just going to track his movements. And when he comes to Earth, he makes his move. We're going to go for it. And Kendall develops Gitbot, <clears throat> which is pretty hilarious. It's like pre-Tensu type <laughs> of robot we got here. <laughs> The robot was kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They try to take the fight to Sledge, and Sledge brings down his whole army, and he's got the power of the purple energem. He instantly freezes them in place and steals Tyler's energem. And he's about to steal the rest of them. There is an epic fight with Keeper. They get Keeper, and Tyler is able to grab Keeper's staff and fight off Sledge, which I thought that whole fight was incredible. I thought it was great. And then it kind of makes me wonder, does that mean Keeper is powerless without his staff? Is his staff the one that's actually sustaining him? Mm -hmm. So it it brought up some questions there. I'm like, we need to know more about Keeper. Why is he so powerless without his staff? Is that the only thing giving him power? Because once it was out of his hands... The enemies were able to capture him and take Mm -hmm. him away. Where he could have easily done the peace out missed move and like been safe (laughs) but i like that he helped in their time of need which was pretty cool but ivan comes in saves them all in his zord and sledge is forced to retreat and then kendall gets in that pod with gitbot and she makes it onto the ship everything on the ship with kendall was gold like her quick thinking putting on the suit and I don't know if that was Claire Blackwelder in that radiation hazmat suit, 
But the body movement acting <laughs> on that scene was hilarious. She was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to stand over here and be in the background. But she was kind of trying to act like a Vivek at the same time. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of funny and quirky. Like, oh, leave me alone. AP, I'm just going to let you take this. What did you think of all of that? It was amazing. <laughs> it was so great. It was just, it was great. Like, like you said, it was just that whole thing with the hazmat suit. It was just fantastic. Like, I thought it was, it was kind of funny. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it was really well done. Whoever was in that suit. Yeah, if it was Claire, super props to you because that was amazing. It's really hard to act with body movements. Yeah. And for her to nail that or whoever was in that suit. It was hilarious. Just the whole nervous, like, okay, I'm just going to walk back here. (laughs) And, like, it was just, it was great. It was super well acted. And she got back the purple Energem. And then in its time of need, Sledge is about to destroy Kendall and Keeper and throw them in this pit of fiery doom and destruction on the (laughs) ship. And Kendall grabs one of those things of acid and is just like, all right, let's go, Keeper. I loved that. Oh my God. (laughs) It was so great. She was quick thinking. It was showing that what Keeper said, that she was deserving to be a ranger and she proved herself finally. And they drop in and there's two guards and they're like, oh no, we got to get our weapons. And the fact that they were like playing that 3D chess game, that puzzler was. I love that little callback. I love that they were just like, doo-ba-doo, and like, oh no, oh no, it's the prisoners, they've escaped, ah! And, you know, they kick butt, and then, yeah, she morphs for the first time, and it's awesome. It's such a great moment. I cried a little bit. Then, they snuck onto the ship with the Plesiozord in its spaceship mode. I thought the CGI and the FX were amazing. I made sure to give... Carol Petrie and the Power Rangers effects team props for that because that looked like something from Star Trek to me. I loved everything with Sledge's ship. The visuals interacting with the Plesiozord, I thought that was fantastic. That was mm-hmm. well done. We got more space stuff in Dino Charge than, than we got a lot in, you know, in space. Like, <laughs> it was really cool. Tyler has to stay behind because of his Energem is still there. There's that dramatic moment where Shelby and him and the door's closing. And I was like, I, I just want to say, just kiss already. <laughs> just kiss. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, it was dramatic and, you know, they had to leave. But, God, how epic was it with Uh, Even earlier in the episode, where even without his powers, Tyler is in the Megazord cockpit with all the other Rangers. He's battling with them. I thought that looked incredible. Like him on Morph, interacting with the other Rangers. Just this whole episode was, this is a finale. Yeah. Stuff is going down. Mm. I loved how epic it was that all the other Rangers needed Kendall and Shelby, with the support of the Plesio Charge Megazord, Kendall took complete control of that whole situation. I loved her and Shelby in the Plesio Charge cockpit and Keepers in the background. I love that visual. Yeah. Um, and for her to take complete control of the situation, she was the one announcing all of the attacks. It was incredible for her character. Yeah. And I know, AP, you were probably over the roof. I was almost flailing with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was totally almost it was flailing. Great. Like it was, she's my favorite character. Like, that's no surprise to anybody. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just so great to see her finally get her moment. Yeah, like, this was her moment. Yeah, and it was, it was just fantastic. And then Tyler has the epic standoff with Sledge on the bridge of the ship. And this really felt like the finale moment for me. Cause it's like, this feels like not just like a season finale, but it kind of felt like a series finale where, you know, the Rangers are taking it to the bad guys. The fight with sledge was just great. And when Tyler got his energem back and boom, he was already in the dino steel mode mm-hmm. was just awesome. I love that the ship was crashing I love the little moment with Sledge banging his head on the firing ray when the cannon didn't work. It's little touches like that where, yeah, the enemies are completely pissed off. And (laughs) 
it just gave them more character. I like that Poissandra's pitched like she wasn't going to take it anymore. This was the ultimatum. We're getting married. If you don't do this, we're not getting married. And he's just like, one more, just one more. I've got it. Like, we can do this. And, like, that's the name of the episode. It was it was hilarious to me. Yeah. God, the Sledge's ship crashing. And that moment where Tyler's just like, all right, Dad, I made it this far. And he leaps out of the falling ship. All that original footage that we got and the final strike where they defeat that incredibly powerful monster with the different tentacles and stuff. And they finally used that ultimate combination with Rexy and the Plesio charred T-Rex formation or whatever they called it. And the whole galactic strike. Seeing all those rangers in one cockpit and you had Philip there and you, it was just everyone. It was pretty epic. It's such an epic Power Rangers moment. We've got eight Rangers all together in this epic final feeling of an episode. And it was it was great. Mm-hmm. Like all of them in Dino Drive. We got to see the purple Dino Drive, which looks amazing. Everything about it was great. Yeah. They kind of end the episode like, okay, Sledge is defeated and... You know, we still got two Energems we got to look out for. So Ivan and Coda are going to stick around. And then that shot, AP, that you liked and I liked so much and everyone liked where Kendall putting her Energem yes. in the Crystal Power Bay. And that look on her face where she's like, all right, I'm finally a ranger. This is amazing. And just her excitement all when she was in the suit. Wow, this power's incredible. And driving a Megazord is amazing. Just her getting able to experience those feelings. Yeah. And us joining her on that journey was, I thought, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. They left it open. Tyler and, and Shelby and Riley, they go off. And Riley's got theories about where they can find the Energem. And they're still thinking about it. But then that final shot, and we see the amazing effects of the crashed Sledge's ship. The zoom in on Heckle's cell, and it opens up a little bit, and we get that creepy glow eye. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And it's a perfect setup for a supercharge. Mm -hmm. And then the Christmas special, yada, yada. Like, it was fun. I I really didn't mind it. I I thought it was cute, that Poissandra. It fits nowhere in the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> it's super crazy weird, but Chase gets to go back with Santa, blah, blah, blah. O- overall, I thought it was a fun, cute episode. It's not going to go down in the history books, but I like what they did with it more than just a clip show. We know Santa Claus is canon in the PR universe ever since Mighty Morphin, so we know he's a thing. <laughs> And, yeah, okay, he's got a computer now. And I thought the actor for Santa was pretty cool. Like, he was funny. I liked that he showed up in the base. I liked when he first contacted the Rangers. Like, the Rangers thought it was no big deal. Like, <laughs> yeah, Santa's calling us. Like, no big deal. He's calling the power My Rangers. favorite part of that is the line Kendall has where, you know, their communicators go off. And they all look at her and she goes, what? I'm not calling. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. I thought it was cute that Chase's present was the big group shot that they took somehow as, like, their Christmas photo, I guess. Even though you can never show anyone who's got a f***ing alien in it. Like, like you can never show that to anyone except those people. <laughs> Even Keeper looked weird in that shot. He's kind of doing, like, a, I'm an alien <laughs> pose. And it was just weird. Now that we sum everything up, overall thoughts on the season, positives. Yeah. It was just such a breath of fresh air after the last few crap seasons. The characters are all really well developed. They have really great personalities. The storylines for the characters have been really great. The episodes have been just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I have to second all of that and say that it's like it's not a perfect season by any means. It's not like perfect no. television, but it's obvious that there's so much care put into it compared to previous mm-hmm. years. It's still incredibly enjoyable. There's so much good about it that I'm willing to overlook the things that aren't so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Absolutely. I think Chip has been doing such a really great job. Obviously, he has his hand in every single episode with the writing and the producing of the show. It's obvious that he's pretty heavily involved in this. And oh, God, I forgot to mention 
But I loved the little Star Trek shout out in that one episode where <laughs> Shelby's like, hey, let's make this his final frontier. I was like, yeah, <laughs> what's up, Star Trek? <laughs> like, I was going nuts. I was like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I don't know if that was Becca Barnes who wrote it or if that was like a Chip Lynn thing. And again, this tied into what you said, AP, earlier this year. We want more pop culture relevant stuff. Mm-hmm. referenced in Power Rangers, like more real world things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that was like, that was a bland Star Trek shout out. There's not other shows that are Final Frontier as part of their thing. Mm-hmm. So I love that. But mm-hmm. for me, the positive this season, again, like you said, Zach, it was a breath of fresh air for Power Rangers after what we got. I love Chiplin's return to form and return to Power Rangers. All of the characters are really likable. Aside from Riley, who kind of gets pushed back to the background, and I wish they'd give him a little more to find his character. Other than that, I feel like I know all these characters. I know their motivations. We definitely know their personalities. Mm -hmm. They were really clear on establishing those. They're just really likable to me. There's not one that I'm like... Oh, God, it's Riley. Or, you know, I'm not saying that for any of the characters. Yeah. Even Ivan, yeah, he showed up halfway through the season, but he naturally really fit into the group. And he had his own quirks that we were quick to establish. But every episode that he was in surprised me. I loved all of his one-liners. I just love that Davi Santos was able to keep up that night persona. Mm -hmm. And he had some legitimately comedic moments. Like when they were all brainwashed and their friendship bonds were broken, when Tyler dumped it on his head. Freaking Ivan's reaction where he's just like, (gasps) he had his hands to his mouth and was just like, oh no, kid in a cookie jar, innocent. I just, I thought it was hilarious. Like props to Davi Santos. Props to Jared Blankenson for doing a superb job with the limited time that we got to see Philip because he quickly established Philip as a character that we can like. Yeah. Like he has an authority and he learned his lesson. I liked how he was tied in with Ivan's storyline, but it wasn't completely dependent on Ivan. It wasn't like Ivan and him were tied at the hip or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like that he kept the open door. And so when he said, hey, We'll be here when you need me. And he shows up in the last episode like, hey, even with his jacket, he's got his jacket and he's rushing <laughs> out with the Power Rangers. And he's still got that class and that regal bearing. All the characters work for me. Mm-hmm. Those are my positives. I like the storytelling that we're getting. I like the characters. I like that we have these mini arcs and things are set up this season that there's still unanswered questions. And I'm glad that not everything was wrapped up in a nice little bow. Mm -hmm. I thought the finale had a great natural ending to end the season. On a high note, the Rangers got a victory and they can celebrate a little bit. You know, they can have a breather and return a little bit to their lives until the next major threat. I thought that was really good. You have a satisfying conclusion to what was already going on with this season But again, not everything is answered. We still have things to surprise us in Supercharge. Once again, I have to mention just like the care that was Mm -hmm. put into this season with the writing and the the directing and just everything. That in itself was just like a breath of fresh air, like Zach was saying. And that Mm -hmm. in turn gave the cast more to work with. The cast this year was finally able to, like, do their thing, you know? Right. In the past couple years, it was just, like, they were so obviously constrained. It was very stilted. Yeah, like, they obviously didn't have enough to work with, and it was kind of painful to watch. Yeah. And it was just amazing. It was so refreshing. What about maybe some of the negatives of the season or what you didn't like as much? Needs more Kendall. Yeah, when I talked about earlier about we need the world building, it doesn't have to be Power Rangers universe world building, it just needs to be Dino Charge world building, Mm. and I think we're really missing a key element, 
with the Kendall and Keeper days. How did she find him? How did he find her? Was he stuck in a big thing of amber after the last meteor strike? Like, what happened? I don't know if they're saving that for a Kendall focus episode early for Supercharge, or if they're going to do flashbacks. But I feel that we need a Dr. K episode for Kendall. Mm -hmm. Like we need to know her story. I think now it wouldn't make much sense since she has her power, but I would have really liked a bottle episode where it focuses on keeper and Kendall in the command center while the Rangers have to go out and fight an enemy. But it just cuts back to them being like, well, I don't know. Maybe we can tell them to use this power up. You think that'll (laughs) work keeper like the office, but with power Rangers. And maybe since we've heard Chiplin say, there's been times where we've done our own thing and we haven't used the Sentai footage and maybe that's some of the budget, whatever. And Star Trek did this a lot, you know, in all of their shows where you kind of have to have one or two bottle episodes a season where it's like they're on the ship the whole episode, just so you don't have the spending effects of like going down to a planet Mm. or in Power Rangers case, like burning through Sentai footage. We get bottle episodes in a sense with the the specials, with the Halloween and they're all clip shows. Like, that's a way to cut back and save money. Mm-hmm. But I would love an episode where Kendall and Keeper are stuck in the base for whatever reason. And maybe there's flashbacks to when they first met. I yes. really need to see that missing time where how they found Coda, mm-hmm. how they found Chase, and that early team Uh, Whereas just the four of them Mm -hmm. now that she's a ranger. Okay. You gave all the other rangers their backstories and we know where they're coming from early on. We need to focus episode for Kendall. And Mm -hmm. I think the perfect time is that opening maybe for dino supercharge where it's like, okay, Kendall's got her power. It's time to learn a little bit more about her. Mm -hmm. I would love a Dr. K style episode for Kendall. Yeah. I'd like to see a little bit more of, I know this is incredibly like just reaching, but a little bit more of the museum outside the cafe and just like the little bits we've seen here and there. Mm-hmm. What happens in the rest of the building, maybe? Or like just a little bit more of Kendall being a museum director? We got taste of that when she was doing the Xandar exhibit and like Maori thing. And we got little hints of that. But yeah, I see what you mean. I loved when she was all excited for the kids doing the field day. Oh my God, I was <laughs> like, I loved that. <laughs> that. That was so great. She was being a total museum nerd. And that was great. She wasn't worried about Power Rangers stuff. She was worried about doing her job. <laughs> I really hope, and I don't want this to be a negative for Supercharge, but I really hope that there were seeds that were planted in this first season that I really hope that there's some huge Chiplin payoffs in Dino Supercharge. Otherwise, I'm going to be a bit disappointed. Mm-hmm. There's little mentions. It was a total offhand remark, but when Sledge said, oh, well, my employer will pay for this, well, well yeah. holy sh- Who's his employer? What's that? Is that the next big bad for the next season? What's going on? And another thing, I want to know the whole 65 million year thing. I get it. Fury was stuck on Earth because he didn't have a ship to come back to. So does that mean Fury can just live for 65 million years? Can they all, when their ship was knocked out, were they in some kind of cryogenic suspension? 65 million years is like a long freaking like a, time. Like a Phantom Zone type thing. or I don't care. Borrow from Superman. Whatever. <laughs> In 65 million years, you could learn so much about the universe. Like, Sledge would be more than just a bumbling idiot, which he admits <laughs> to in the last episode. When Poissandra's like, you know, you're just a big dummy. And he's like... You know, after 65 65 million years, you're finally realizing that? Like, even he's like, I'm a big idiot. There's some weird logistical thing there. Even Rita and Zordon, that was just 10,000 years. Millions of years, that's a completely different ballpark. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if they're one-line explanations. I just want some lines and... I don't know if we're going to get that in the Dino Supercharge. I just wish we got a little bit more of that in Dino Charge. Sledge could have been like, yeah, we were stuck in that time warp for millions of years, and now we're finally free, and that's why we came to Earth. (laughs) Something where it's like, oh, okay, they were stuck in a time warp. I get it. But Fury can just live that long, apparently. 
I need more about Kendall and Keeper and how things work. Because it's weird, because it's like, are the robots created because of the bond with the dinosaur? Like, are they already yeah. created? The Energems create the morphers? Sure, Kendall's the technical genius, but to what extent did she make this stuff? Mm. Or what did she do? And that may be a little bit nitpicky, but... You know, if you're going to present this stuff in the story, at least have it make sense. I Mm -hmm. I know your primary audience is still 5 to 11-year-olds, but even on some level, there has to be some logic there. Yeah. It doesn't mean, like, just because your target audience is 5 to 11-year-olds doesn't mean you leave out entire chunks of story. I mean, I still have a little bit of faith in Chip because it's obvious that there are still some big surprises to come mm-hmm. for Dino Supercharge. But I would think if he was the one that created in space and, you know, he told this epic story and it's like, just give us a little bit more of the backstory. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. We'll move on to our Ranger Nation Answers question where we ask, what was your favorite standout moment in Power Rangers Dino Charge? And I wasn't asking for an episode. I was asking for a moment. So, Zach, what was your favorite standout moment? Oh, gosh. Um, I know there was a lot of them. There really are. Um, I gotta say, the episode where Riley takes on Puzzler, everything that Coda did in that episode was hysterical. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that that super established his character. Yeah, Yeah. Like, that just will forever be in my mind, that image of him trying to climb up into the vent, kicking over the thing and realizing the boxes were full of cookies the entire time. And just that, <laughs> that exasperation. It's classic humor. It's, it's so good. AP? Um, Gee, I don't know. Kendall uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, seriously, though, when Kendall finally got her moment and became mm. the Purple Ranger, it was just like the ultimate payoff for her character. Yeah. And just that little bit where she puts the Energem into, like, the wall thing. It was that, just amazing. Well acted by Claire. That look of satisfaction that Kendall mm-hmm. had on her face. I it just it nailed that said more in that moment than any dialogue could have said. Yeah. I think my standout moment, maybe this is just because we we're all hanging out at the time, but I'll never forget hanging out with Teresa and Zach and Chris and seeing the premiere of the Gold Ranger and him busting out a fury. And that epic first morph and just, (laughs) like, everything about Ivan. I was like, this is so incredible. And I'm so glad that I get to watch it with my friends. To me, that's just a standout moment. Not only in the show, but also as, like, a fandom thing. (laughs) So, yeah. Aw, buddy. All right, so moving on, because I, I want to wrap this up. On Twitter, Alistair McDowell at Alistair McDowell1 said, Kendall finally became... The Pro Ranger at Claire Dactyl. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine at Mini Moon 132002 said, uh, My favorite standout moment is when Tyler and Shelby dressed up as Prince and Princess during Royal Rangers. Simeon Scott at The Vacuuminator said, Coda's pseudo PTSD. I feel like they could have touched more upon that this season. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like what we got, but. In the second to last episode, he's driving a forklift. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what, you know, it's kind of weird. Who gave Coda access to the the crane controls? Like, that's just scary. <laughs> um, Darth Zakor at Sentai 5 said, Coda and his antics in the background whenever the Rangers and Kendall would talk about something important. RJ Sells, Uchihopper 77 at Anime Redneck 96. The Bond Coda and Ivan share over Bronto Burgers. Also, Riley's brother. Of course, mm-hmm. he's going to say <laughs> Joshua Perry at Rider Ranger 335 says, All of them, but for real, it had to have been Sledge saying, It's a bomb! It's kind of become a meme it, it really at has. this point. John at Tyranno John said, When Ivan had his first burger with Coda. Twitching Fool Zero at Twitching Fool Zero said, my favorite was when Ivan debuted and then just said bye and walked off like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, whatever, guys. I didn't promise you anything, yeah, so any I'm going to see the world. Later. <laughs> Solomon D at Solomon underscore D says, Ivan and his Knights of Amber Beach. I haven't laughed at intentional comedy from Power Rangers in a while. That was a pretty standout. Yeah. Just from a comedic standpoint. It was standpoint. pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty funny. 
Chris Evans at Chris Evans seventeen said the Knights of Amber Beach. <laughs> Juan Carlos Sancho at Ranger Seven Orange said when Chase falls in love with himself. <laughs> yeah, I think that, well, when, uh, that was like every episode. But no, when he got hit with that the love beam or whatever from the charger, that was pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. He played that off awesomely. Yeah. Kyle at Deadpool underscore Ranger said, seeing the new Megazord cockpit footage, also the non-Sentai footage first episode. Dai Maru at Red Blue Ranger said, without a doubt, the Knights of Amber Beach. (laughs) Holiday Bozo at Bozo Robo. It's not really a moment, but Sledge's spaceship prison is great. Love seeing scenes set there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that set is amazing. God, that was an epic shot when Kendall sees the entire prison ship and she's just like whoa like i love that establishing shot i love that they were able to gain some intel as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. moving on facebook emmanuel cobian says standout moment would have to be the ending that whole episode was so packed with action and leaving me wanting more can't wait for super dino charge next year oh and yoshi's comedy bits Robbie Eleanor said, to be honest, I'm still watching, LOL. It's only on Teletoon in Canada, after all. I've been binge-watching it, but just up to the Halloween special. So far, my favorite episode is Return of the Caveman, Coda being my favorite ranger, his backstory, and interaction with the kid Peter. That episode was fantastic and definitely brought a smile to my face. As a Canadian, too, I couldn't help but notice Prince Philip resembles... Canada's new Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, a bit? Or is it just me? Uh, great <laughs> podcast, guys. Keep it up. I am going to Google that right that now because I am super curious. Kind of. Kind yeah. of. Maybe a little bit. Um, Maybe if I squinted. <laughs> Not really, now that I'm looking at it. I want to wish you guys just a happy holidays and also all of our listeners. Next month, we've got our second anniversary special as we enter year three, which is insanity. So I I really don't know what we're going to do for that. But thanks for sticking with us and being around. We're not going anywhere. Other podcasts may have fallen to the wayside, but we're still here. We're still kicking Dino Supercharge is going to be amazing. I think we're we're going to have another great year of discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Power Morphicon coming up, which is going to be a blast, and the build up for that. And so, my big reveal. What? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Whoa! No. Uh, what? So yeah, we got we got Secret Ranger fan may not be a secret anymore. So yeah, 2016 is going to be incredible. We're releasing this on the 26th. So just for New Year's, just stay safe, you guys. If you're old enough to drink, turbo drink responsibly. Don't watch turbo, you know, unsupervised or, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm trying to be funny. But no, just stay safe. Be responsible. And next time you guys hear us, we're going to be entering our third year. It's going to be insane. So for our third year, that's like the one where halfway through the season we're going to get turned into kids and then we're going to have to have like some alien podcasters come in, right? Nope. <laughs> we'll definitely we'll definitely need the power of Ninjor. <laughs> I still have to listen to your lines. I haven't listened to anyone's yet. I hope I they're okay. Is my kid ranger just gonna be like a little toddler with a mask on? Or probably. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. You're the baby of the group, otherwise. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. Thank you to all of our listeners to making this year so much more successful than our first year. We really appreciate all the listens and all the support and helping us have a successful Patreon, which I didn't expect any of that to happen. So really thank you guys. We've got t-shirts now. We've got a T public. It's my Truggy before seven. Just search for that. There's a lot more stuff coming. I'm going to have more shirts. Uh, we're going to do our thing. Some people are already starting to rock the newer shirt. So thank you guys so much for that. All of that goes back to Ranger Command. It goes back to more contests and more stuff that we can give back to our listeners. So we thank you so much. And 2015 has been amazing. And I'm I'm really excited for 2016. Yep. So thank you.
Yeah. All right. Well, we're done. Don't ride eagles irresponsibly. Do not ride eagles irresponsibly. Make sure you wear your seatbelt and always park in designated eagle parking spots. Mm-hmm. Or they yep. will ticket you. Yeah, and they'll ticket that eagle too. That that eagle may give them the side eye, but you know, it, cops know where it's at. They will ticket your. They're going to ticket your eagle. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trekkie B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks. This has been another great presentation of the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch more shows at foureyedradio.com.